are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. As always, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Global your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Global podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. The Louisville Cardinals are moving past their loss against Wake Forest this past weekend, but we are not done analyzing that loss. I'm going to tell you why, despite losing that game in Winston-Salem, there were a lot of bright spots to take away from the Cardinal offense performance. We'll talk about why three true freshmen in Ashton Gelati, Amari Huggins-Bruce, and Travion Cooley are primed to be stars in their respective Louisville careers. And we didn't get to the segment yesterday with the big volleyball win over the weekend. I wanted to touch on that. We are going to conduct the weekly mailbag at the end of the episode, before we get into the content, like I mentioned, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. I also do some PA announcing work for the University of Louisville in sports like soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey. You can follow my personal Twitter page at dpence underscore, and the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So, despite losing that game on Saturday afternoon, I thought that there were a ton of good things that came out of this offensive performance. We're going to dive deeper into that and analyze it. I want to talk about the running game and how well the Cards were able to get that going. I thought Malik Cunningham did extremely well in this game and continued his upward trajectory. And I know I talked about the fight and the resilience that the Louisville team as a whole embodied in that game, but I want to focus specifically on the offense. But in terms of the running game, the Cards were able to get the ground attack going for perhaps the first time this season on a substantial level. 43 carries throughout the team, 213 yards, 5 yards per carry, 2 touchdowns, both of those coming from Malik Cunningham. Malik has had his success throughout the season, beginning with that Eastern Kentucky game. Um, Jalen Mitchell has had his moments throughout the season as well. Um, I thought Travion Cooley did very well with his opportunities. But overall, this was the performance that Louisville fans have been looking for. Obviously, it's a run-dominant offense, or so to speak, thought of hypothetically, you know, in years past and, you know, what Satterfield's offensive system is all about. You know, Malik Cunningham and the way that he plays and how Satterfield has designed that system around him, even more so this year to where the ball is in his hands primarily. It seems like the running game has maybe taken a back seat traditionally, but at the end of the day, the cards were able to go back to their to their usual identity and really pounding it on the ground, 43 attempts on the ground compared to just 27 passing attempts so it really goes back and feeds into the whole running 60 percent of the time narrative and finally for the first time this season on a big level the cards were able to get it done on the ground and this is kind of you know an interesting stat because as i mentioned last week when previewing wake forest one of the big statistical jumps that they had had in terms of improving from 2020 to 2021 was improving on the rushing defense, only allowing 119 yards 
on the ground per game to their opponents in the first four matchups of the season. I know we had talked about how poor that strength of schedule was, 112th out of however many teams in the FBS, and uh, the Cards were able to basically make them pay, and at the end of the day, it wasn't even a, a comparison in terms of rushing, and honestly, I was more worried about the Wake Forest rushing attack on the Louisville defense than I was vice versa with the Louisville rushing attack on the Wake Forest defense. But I think that that really set up the play action, allowed Malik Cunningham to get more freedom in the pocket, uh, took a lot of strain off his responsibility with the Cardinal ground game getting started. I think that that bodes well for the rest of the season. Hopefully they're able to build off this performance because at the end of the day, not being one-dimensional is something that we have to talk about. You know, we talk about the play calling not being so vanilla. Well, you know, in turn, as a you know byproduct, you can't have an offense that only is able to run the ball with their quarterback and uh, throw the ball. You have to be able to establish some honesty that the defense has to respect. And I think that they did that against Wake Forest. But thankfully, up until that point for Louisville, Malik Cunningham, since the end of the Eastern Kentucky game, has really turned it up. And ultimately, I think he's getting better and better. I thought the Wake Forest game was his best game of the 2021 campaign, 19 for 26 throughout the air, 309 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a quarterback rating at 82.8. On the ground, 14 carries, 46 yards, two touchdowns. Look, it's very evident that Malik Cunningham is one of the best athletes in Louisville history. He has multiple rushing touchdowns in every single game this season, which is absolutely incredible. Don't get me wrong. However, what I am more impressed about is how well he is coming into his own as a signal caller. And he flat out, you know, we can talk about getting back to that 2019 level. He's already there. He is past that level as a quarterback. You know, if you consider the guys he lost on that offense from 2019, you know, Tutu, Dez, Javian Hawkins, you know, etc., so on and so forth. But what he is doing right now is he's keeping defenses honest and he's playing to his strengths. He's not trying to play. You know, like a quarterback that he's not. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to sling the ball all the way down the field and really throw um, a deep ball with extreme accuracy. He's a player that you know excels throwing intermediate routes, yards over the top, through the flat, being able to get guys into space. The 9, 10, 11-yard you know, passes. He averaged 11.4 yards per attempt in that game against Wake Forest. Ultimately, I thought he looked more comfortable in making his reads, going through his progressions. He did miss a couple passes, most notably the one to Marshawn Ford that would have been a touchdown in the end zone. But, you know, the pass to Tyler Harrell, very solid. I thought he had a good touchdown pass to Amari Huggins-Bruce. We know he's a great athlete, but now that we're seeing him be able to progress in his reads, be more comfortable with his decision-making. That bodes extremely well for the Louisville offense. I'm very excited to see him you know, continue throughout this season. They will go to the halfway mark this Saturday when they host Virginia, which will be a good, solid test for him as well, an ability for him to be able to build on his performances as of late. He's been in tremendous form. I'm very excited for him, but I'm more impressed with his ability to read defenses and, you know, making Wake Forest pay, you know, not playing to Wake Forest's weaknesses, but making Wake Forest guard Malik Cunningham's strength. And his overall poise was just very solid. And like I mentioned with the team, there was a ton of fight, especially on the offensive side of things. When the team went down 27-17, to 17, 
the offense was able to get back into it, march down the field, with capped off by a 10-yard touchdown by Amari Huggins-Bruce. They went down, you know, got the stop, kicked the field goal, tied it up at 27. Wake Forest went down and scored. Well, uh, you know, Tyler Harold, the big-time playmaker, goes out and gets a 75-yard touchdown. And then, you know, I think that if Louisville gets the ball with enough time to be able to answer that Skiba field goal, I think that the cards are able to tie it up. But unfortunately, not enough time to do anything substantial. But I was very impressed with the fight. And especially, you know, being down 10 on the road against a ranked team in a sellout crowd. Uh, you know, you can talk about, you know, the peripherals all you want. But the good thing is, you know, it, it was a tough game. It was a tough game on the road in the conference against a very quality team that, uh, you know, doesn't beat themselves. And I thought, you know, being able to come back in that environment and just be able to show poise and ultimately stay grounded and, you know, get the yards back, you know, take every play seriously and not have to, you know, rely on getting it all back at once. I thought the team was very grounded and I was very impressed by their fight. And I think overall there's a ton of offensive momentum heading into the game against Virginia. Let's transition into three true freshmen that I think are going to be stars at some point in their respective Louisville careers. Those freshmen are Travion Cooley, Amari Huggins-Bruce, and Ashton Gelati. But first I want to talk about our friends down at Prize Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy in the college realm. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid majors. Price Picks offers any prop that you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of those that deposit and use the promo code LOCKED ON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So basically, here's how it works. Let me explain. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's literally just you versus the projected numbers. It allows mixed sports entries as well, so you can take the over on Damian Lillard and then turn around and take the under on Aaron Rodgers in the same exact entry. You can also use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawal. So do yourself a favor. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, want to give some love to rockauto.com, the title sponsor of this Tuesday episode. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. It allows you to save time and money when using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. Serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, the prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we're talking about why these three freshmen 
are going to be stars respectively in their careers at some point at Louisville. And we're going to start out with Travion Cooley. I thought had somewhat of a breakout game in context against Wake Forest. Only 11 carries for 61 yards. I know that that's not a sexy stat line by any stretch of the imagination. Also had one catch for 22 yards. So it's not necessarily a stat line that you're going to look at and think, wow, he had a breakout game. But when you think about everyone in front of him on the depth chart, you know, he's sitting behind Jalen Mitchell. And that's not to mention all of the carries that Malik Cunningham gets as well in the receiving end of things. There are a lot of mouths to feed. So, you know, the the fact that this is such a deep receiving core, both with wide receivers and running backs, you're not going to see a lot of guys really stand out among the crowd. But I think Travion Cooley, when you watch him play, he is simply a guy that makes the most out of his opportunities. When I talked to him at the end of, you know, spring ball heading into fall camp, one thing he told me is, is hey, man, I'm just waiting for my opportunity and I feel confident you know, that when it comes, I'm going to make the most of it and make the most of it that he has. The stat line isn't going to sway your opinion. He's only got 21 carries on the year, 94 yards, 4.5 yards per carry. When it comes to receiving three receptions, 80 I'm sorry, 79 yards, one touchdown. That one touchdown came on that trick play in which Braden Smith found him down the sideline against Central Florida for the touchdown. Ultimately, you have to watch him play to truly get a grasp of what I'm saying here. When you watch him play, I thought he has really shown that he is a great receiving back when his number is called, a shifty player that makes a lot of guys miss. Um, I would like to see more from him in terms of explosiveness as a true running back. But I thought, you know, Jeremy Wallman from Cardinal Sports Zone on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast that just got released on Sunday mentioned an interesting name in terms of comparison when he said Blau Powell is a guy that Travion Cooley reminds him of. And I couldn't agree more because at the end of the day, Blau was extremely dynamic, both as a running back, but also as a receiver coming out of the backfield. Um, I would have to take some convincing to believe that Cooley is going to be as dynamic as Powell was as a true running back. But one thing that's very solid in this offense and for his individual skill set, I think that having him be dynamic in both as a running back and as a receiver really does wonders for this offense going forward, giving yourself an option out of the backfield. I think Brandon Radcliffe is another guy that you can kind of pinpoint as a possible comparison here. I think he's going to be very good for Louisville. He's going to be a guy, in my opinion, who's going to be taking some RB1 snaps next season. As a true sophomore, it's just going to take him a little while as he continues to learn the playbook and playing behind Jalen Mitchell. It's going to be hard to continue to get those snaps. It's going to, this is going to be one of the cases that you'll see it in year two moving moving forward. He's going to show some flashes this year, but I think you know stardom could come as quick as year two. In terms of a guy that has the opportunity to rise to stardom quicker than that, I think Amari Huggins-Bruce has been extremely solid throughout this season. He's only going to continue to shine, I think, with Braden Smith, unfortunately, being out for the rest of the season with that ACL injury. Amari Huggins-Bruce, third on the team in receiving yards. He's got nine catches, 190 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Obviously, a big chunk of that coming on that 93-yard catch run and fumble at the one-yard line against Eastern Kentucky. But at the end of the day, what he's doing and what he's showing me is that when he catches the ball, 
it's very evident that he has the ability to take it to the house at any given point. He was able to get in the end zone for his first college touchdown against Wake Forest. And uh, his ability to create separation, his shiftiness. I keep bringing up T.Y. Hilton. I promise I'm not going to keep doing that. But I just keep bringing that up for reference because I think that that's what he can get to. I think that that is my number one comparison here. Uh, I think a more shifty Eli Rogers comes to mind. You know, I'm not saying that the production is going to be there, but the talent is there. When his number is called, it's you know it's money. You know, Mari Huggins Bruce is the most talented wide receiver in this room. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, outside of Marshawn Ford, I think Marshawn's very talented as well. But it, when it comes to you know true skills, true ability to make guys miss, Amari Huggins Bruce is you know above everyone else on this team, and that is no knock to any other receiver. I just think Amari Huggins Bruce is just a testament to how good he is and just how good he can be. We are seeing the glimpses. Unfortunately, the offense that Louisville runs, you know, currently at the moment and the amount of mounts defeating that wide receiving room, we're not able to see it on a full scale at full level production that it can be. But I promise you it's going to get there, whether that be year two or, you know, he's able to take a step into year two and really, you know, vault himself into star caliber in year three. It's going to come for this young man. And I think that shouldn't really come as a surprise to anyone. The third soon-to-be star, Ashton Gelati, had a, a bit of an injury, uh, toe injury in that game early on against Wake Forest. Scott Satterfield said in his Monday press conference that he is day-to-day, so his status against Wake, uh, against Virginia, I should say, is up in the air at the moment. But what he's doing on this pass rush, Scott Satterfield called him his best pass rusher um, on the team so far. He's kind of down there in tackles, nine tackles, um, but right there behind Yasir Abdullah for the sacks leader, has three on the season. He's really doing some great work. I love his twitch. His frame was always kind of the question coming into the program, but you know, adding so much weight in the offseason to fill out that frame, you know, adding it with his quickness, his ability to, you know, get off the edge and, you know, hand swipe and get after the quarterback. I think, you know, his technique is, you know, continuing to grow as well. I'm very excited for him. He's one of the players that if you talk to, you know, the the common Louisville fan, they'll tell you, you know, Ashton Gelati is the guy that I'm looking at that's going to be a star. I think he's going to be an all-conference caliber pass rusher in the ACC, and it's going to be very interesting to see how he continues to progress throughout the year as he gains confidence, as he gains strength, and as he, you know, gains game time and valuable experience. So, all right, so let's dive right on into the weekly mailbag. Unfortunately, it wasn't able to be conducted on Monday. However, I did want to still give it some attention since there are some questions that I think needs to be addressed. Um, something, however, that I think needs to be addressed first is anything you need to know in the betting world. And those concerns can be put to rest with Bet Online's help. Bet Online is the number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And Bet Online is where the game starts. In turning the page, I want to help you all with another little secret. This time it's in the anti-purse rent world. I was given some product from Sweatblock that are doctor created and doctor recommended. And obviously I was a little skeptical trying something online. But I have been blown away with the results. They have worked for up to seven days per use, the antiperspirant wipes. There's also a dry shirt guarantee, so Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry. You can get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters while being a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. And it's currently sitting at number one in the Amazon antiperspirant category manufactured right here in the United States. So you're able to wear what you want to wear. You can have a little secret to confidence. And it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Everyone can find use for it. And look, I know what you're going to say, Dalton, this literally sounds too good to be true. It seems, you know, just like another scheme to reel me into spending money. But I literally have only had to use sweat block once or twice a week. And it keeps me dry the whole entire time. So you don't pit out. I don't have to pick my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check it out. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. So, as always, I want to focus on three questions that I feel need to be addressed. The first one that was asked of me who are some targets in the 2022 and 2023 recruiting classes? I'm going to go ahead and assume that these are about basketball. Um, I apologize. I should have probably clarified this. But with um, you know Rodney Rice having committed to Virginia Tech, Caleb Glenn having committed to Louisville just over a week ago, I felt basketball is probably the answer with this. And um, i, I got to be honest, you know, Louisville fans won't like it. Right now there's not a lot of traction in the 2022 class. Uh, Johan Traore, uh, a big man from Dream City Christian in Glendale, Arizona, is a guy that Louisville's looking at. Uh, has actually risen to top 10 status, a great substantial rise throughout the summer and into the fall. I don't necessarily think Louisville has a big chance there, so I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily comfortable mentioning a lot of 2022 prospects right now because there's not a lot that are you know, in serious contention right now. But in terms of 2023, obviously got the number one target, in my opinion, in the fold with Caleb Glenn. There's going to be a couple other guys that we need to focus on. You have the guys from the state. George Washington III from Cal is going to be a guy high up on the list. Reed Shepard, however, you know, what was going to recruit him? Top 40 guy. His dad played at Kentucky, Jeff Shepard. Um, this is a guy that I think ultimately ends up at Kentucky. Another couple guys to focus on, there's Makai Johnson and Laurent Rice, both combo guards ranked anywhere from the 60s to 80s. You have Jared, McC Jared McCain, who visited the program for his official visit at Louisville Live. He's a top 60 guy. You have Dusty Stromer, um, you know, top 45 shooting guards, so they're definitely looking at guards. There's Gus Bus, Gus Yaldin from IMG Academy, top 60 guy, big-time center, and um, you know guys along that line. So there's a couple guys that we're going to focus on for that 2023 class and that I promise I'll do a little bit more analysis as that time comes around. So the second question of the mailbag is, even though Virginia lost by 20 to North Carolina and 20 to Wake Forest, is this a team that you think can pull off the win on the road at Louisville? Um, simply put, yes. 
any team in the conference is going to be able to pull off a win against anyone if the stakes are right, if the stars align. Um, things will have to happen in, in that game. I think that Louisville matches up well with Virginia, but the fact of the matter is they throw the ball uh, better than most teams in the NCAA, one of the best air raid offenses in the country. Brennan Armstrong is a true you know, gunslinger by the definition, can throw the ball all over the place. They're a team that averages about, you know, I believe it's like 400 yards passing, and they don't run the ball all that well. Their top rusher doesn't have more than 150 yards, but I digress. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about Virginia uh, later on in the week. But, you know, in theory, I never like to overlook opponent just based upon their previous results because I think, that, you know, you start to get a uh, misunderstanding of what a team is all about. And you, I think you start to overlook teams, especially if it goes in the opposite direction. So I think you have to be able to scout the team for what it is you take into not necessarily that they've lost both games, but you have to analyze why they lost both of those games by 20 plus, you know, by 20 points and gave up 59 to North Carolina, 37 to Wake Forest. And, you know, didn't necessarily have a big chance in that game, but they beat Miami. You just have to kind of be able to trust the film study and take it for what it is and not make it more about, um, you know, you lost to Wake Forest by three. They lost by 20. So obviously you're a superior team. That's, you know, objectively false. That's a very dangerous precedent that you're setting for yourself and your mental. And I think that's a big reason why teams get beaten these games i'm not saying teams do it but um you know fans can definitely get disappointed if they're in this line of thinking so i I get the gist of the question personally i would just say you know i would caution you to think like that and try to take the team you know for face value and analyze why that happened and not what happened so uh, the last question of the mailbag that i want to focus on is actually by travion cooley and i'm kind of glad that this is asked because it helps me to be able to you know, extend my argument as to why I think he's going to be a star. The question is actually a very, very good one, and it makes you think if Travion Cooley is going to be a star like people say he is going to be for the University of Louisville, why does he not get a ton of opportunity? Um, I think that this happens for, you know, a lot of guys that are having to, you know, bide their time and take their opportunities where they get it. That's not necessarily indicative that he's not good enough. I think it's just saying, you know, you have some mounts to feed. You know, Jalen Mitchell has definitely earned his carries. Uh, he's, you know, excelling with that opportunity as well. He had almost 90 yards on the ground this past weekend. So, and not to mention outside of Jalen Mitchell, you have guys guys like Hassan Hall. When he's healthy, he's going to get some run. Maurice Berkeley did pretty solid against Florida State. And, you know, next year you're going to have guys like Jawar Jordan, the Syracuse transfer, coming in and ultimately competing for playing time. So I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, just because he is not getting, you know, substantial carries, he's not getting 25 carries a game is a reason why he won't be a star. I think, you know, when you project a guy to be a star, it's all about, you know, how you feel about his upward trajectory. And I think, you know, what I'm seeing from his limited opportunities that when that workload increases, and it will, if he continues to make the most out of the opportunities, I think obviously the production is going to be a byproduct of that. So right now he's just kind of biding time. You know, he's going behind a guy in Jalen Mitchell who's been very successful. And ultimately, you know, that's the harsh reality of things. You know, it takes guys some some time to to crack through the depth chart. 
And there's there's no shame in that. And when you factor in the fact that the ball is in Malik Cunningham's hands a lot, it's you know it's also hard to you'll get those opportunities when there's a lot of mouths to feed. There's a ton of talent in this offense. I wouldn't necessarily fret about it a lot. I think it's going to come, you know, more so in year two than it will this year, but we're going to see some good flashes. So ultimately we talked about despite losing to Wake Forest, why there were some bright spots for the Louisville offense and some good things moving forward. Also discussed why Ashton Gelati, Amari Huggins, Bruce, and Travion Cooley will all three be stars in their respective careers here at Louisville. And we conducted the weekly mailbag. Tomorrow will be a Woman Wednesday. We bring on Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Woman for his weekly appearance on the show. So be sure to check that out. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. The Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. Want to give a couple quick shout outs to the Cardinal Sports on Podcast first, all the great content that's going on there. You can check out the most recent episode that was published on Sunday at cardinalsportsone.com and hear from former Cardinal great wide receiver Lavelle Boyd. And also want to give a shout out to the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. As we get into the heart of the ACC schedule for Louisville, there's no better way to get a full grasp of the conference as a whole than checking that podcast out. You can do that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcasts. But as for us, that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.